0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thinks. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes
1: you happy. Then why the hell are you so
0: sad? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Dig it. Yeah. We had actually picked, both of us had picked a Sheryl Crow song, which I thought was really weird. (laughs) Yeah, that was very ironic. (laughs) We'll have to grab- Isn't it ironic? Yeah. Wrong artist, though. Yeah. (laughs) 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 We'll have to grab up the other Sheryl Crow song when we can for another episode. But I thought it was kind of related, because if it makes you happy, the behavior that you're doing, why are you so sad? Like, Ooh. why do you want to change it so bad sort of okay, a thing. Okay. I was trying. So we're doing part two of our why is behavior change so, so hard. hard episode Ugh. today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our commiseration episode. <laughs> and as a reminder, everyone, we are Shit Your Shrink Things. We're a podcast that talks about what two shrinks think about Life Each psychological therapy issue, yeah, and yes. mental health, and <laughs> yes. you know, random tangents on the side, yeah, <laughs> well, also whatever we feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween in summer, so whoop whoop, welcome back. Also, as a reminder. We do have an Instagram, a Twitter, a Facebook. We have a Patreon if you're interested in that. We have a tip jar. We have some meditations. We also have worksheets. We're going to be adding to it as we get more feedback and more more
1: people on there. (laughs) The more tips we get, we'll be like, oh, okay, let's add a few things. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So that's www.patreon.com forward slash shityourshrinkthinks. And we have a Gmail, shityourshrinkthinks at gmail.com. Yeah. Send
1: us some ideas. We love to hear from you guys. It's always exciting when we do. It makes us Makes good. us feel like we're doing a real thing. Yeah, T-
0: tingly. <laughs> we get tingly. And also, it's our 50th episode. Yes! That's my what's good, actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, tell me what's good this week. Yeah. The
1: what's good. It's, that, this is 50. Yeah. We made it
0: to 50. Yeah. That's Holy crap. Pretty cool. I'm
1: so proud of us. Yeah. We this should... is
0: hard. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's really hard. We put a lot of time and effort into it, and... We have gotten some rewards through like fan feedback and through winning a couple of little nuggets of cash and it's been pretty interesting. It's been a really wild ride so far. It has. I looked up um when I officially asked you okay
1: to podcast and that was on June 29th of 2021. No way. Yes. So and honestly guys, we've been grinding since then. Like literally the yeah. instant we put it in the air, we started working on it. Yeah. And what I also thought was funny was literally on the 23rd, so just a few days before that, you sent me the Shia LaBeouf do it video. That's so funny. Right? (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. And so apparently I did it. (laughs) And I was like, hey, but you're a part of my dream. So can we do it together? Because I don't know how.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Help me do the things. If you don't have the tools yourself, find who has the tools. You're like, I don't have them, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I did not, I also did not have the tools. It was a poor choice, but we found them together. Oh, that's actually great. June 29th, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we've been working at this for about a solid year. Yeah, that's amazing. And honestly, so we didn't come out until October. Right. Yeah, of 2020 one correct right so it'll be a year when we are a lot from when we're live yes yes but we recorded uh, several but like we
1: wanted to drop the 10 at once yes so we were you know and obviously figuring out how to even do this (laughs) took (laughs) some time before that and
0: (laughs) uh turns out therapists are not Totally technologically inclined. Yeah, they don't teach us this part. <laughs> Podcasting isn't a class. Damn it. Wow, that's really cool. I love that. What's good? Yeah. I don't know. Was, I was it was exciting. Yeah, we would have champagne, but it's fucking eight in the morning. Right oh now. my god. I did find a popper,
1: but I forgot to I had it up and then I lost it.
0: Ooh. That Yay. sounds effervescent. <laughs> effervescent. Excellent. Uh, so, do you have a what's good? I do have a what's good. This week I went to go see Celtic Woman. Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tell me more. Yeah, it
0: was dope. I, so, I like to think in another life that I was. Have you ever watched the show Pole Dark? No. This guy is like an Irish sailor or a Scottish sailor. I can't remember. Okay, I'm turned on already. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) I feel like I I was dark in a past life. I just like to believe that about myself, that I was an Irish sea sea captain. I could see that as a past... Sure. Yeah. yeah. That feels... You have a lot of sea connections. Yeah. Also, I'm salty. It just fits my (laughs) general personality, and and strangely unempathetic for a therapist. Like in session, yes. Outside of a session, I'm like, I don't know. Put some dirt in it. (laughs) So that's it. Seemed to be. It seems to fit. So I really like Irish culture and Irish things. I just feel drawn to it. Well, tell me what's the. I mean, what's it kind of? So it's a storyline, or it, it is these four women who. I feel like the, the core group sometimes rotates, but they'll have four women, usually three are singers. Okay. And one plays the fiddle or the violin, and then they'll have, like, background Irish dancers, and they'll have people oh, who play- Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, bagpipes and, like, Ooh. drums. Yeah, and, a
1: whole musical experience. Yeah, And is, then add the dancer. Like, the, their dancing is- It was um, amazing. It was some river dancing shit yeah. up in there. And I loved it. Man, they have to have such, like, their legs.
0: hmm Yeah, it was the men who Breaking were actually one. the dancers, which was Ooh. really cool. So they were, like, they were just getting really high up and, like, doing really super high kicks. And it was, you could tell they were really enjoying themselves. And so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to see people in kilts and hear a lot of Irish tunes. And I, <laughs> so once I went to Ireland and I remember uh, a guy saying to me, we don't call it. What did he say about whiskey? He said, we don't call it legs. We don't call it legs here in Ireland. We call it something else. And you want to know why? We call it tears because everything in Ireland is just so sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So like, I thought
0: that was like funny and cute. And there was a lot of like sad Irish songs. And I that's true. I I don't know. I like the aesthetic of rainy, sad Irish songs. So that's fair. And yeah, yeah, it is so rainy there and wet. I know. Yeah. I know. So uh, it, was, it it's was a dream a good to time. visit there someday. You would, I think, really like it. Or oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd really like it. And so, yeah, the concert was awesome. I just had a good time. It was nice to be. I felt like I was transported. They had a whole section. They did the Skyrim song Ooh. where they're like Dovahkiin, Dovahkiin, da, 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 da. And I was, <laughs> I was really into that. They did uh, May It Be. From Lord of the Rings, may Ooh. it be an evening star shines yeah. down on you. It was really cool. Yeah. So I was just vibing. My nerd self was vibing. Yeah.
1: You're like, this
0: is it. This, yeah. This is- <laughs> Take me away, Celtic woman. <laughs> yes. Take me with you. Yeah, I did. I wanted to go on an adventure like Frodo, but <gasps> yes. I didn't go on an adventure. I just stayed in my you seat. You did mentally. <laughs> Went on a spiritual adventure. There you go. <laughs> and then I returned it's promptly <laughs> into my body, unfortunately. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, so that's my what's good this week. I dig it. I dig
1: it. So tell me what you did for homework. So homework, I was to improve my self-care and, uh, you know, do some hobbies alone. And I did, like, my so my thing was to commit to giving myself at least 10 to 15 minutes twice a week. Mm-hmm. And two times... I did it. So I did you it. did it. Yeah. Wow. So I colored one day mm-hmm. um, and that really was for only like 10 to 15 minutes. And then one day I baked. Wow. Uh-huh. Now I used a box to make my muffin mix. However, I made homemade strudel, like streusel to add on top. Oh, yeah. So it was like blueberry muffins with like streusel topping. That sounds really good. Oh my God.
0: It was so good. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Did you feel differently when you were able to care for yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, it felt really good. Like, I think the coloring, since I did it so briefly, like, and my hands are not used to it, I actually kind of got, like, some cramps, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get back into this. Yeah. Um, But the breaking felt really good to, like, take, you know, use my morning to just do something kind of fun and creative, even though I use a box for half of it. But that's okay. Eh, whatever. I had to cut a corner
0: somehow to make it, you know, shorter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so that kind of time. Well, was it... That you were able to actually do self-care because you made more time for yourself? Was that the... How were you able to change this around that you were actually able to do the self-care this time? To be fair, uh, probably because we had a longer weekend. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) There was just more
1: time. Yeah. um, Especially because of the baking part. Um, Otherwise, it was like just a conscientious, like instead of sitting there and vegging like with the colors, like I was like, no, I'm going to actually like do something.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love it. How did your homework go? I don't remember what I said I was going to do, but I know what I actually did. That works. <laughs> so I think it might be have been the same too. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I ended up part of my belief is that right now I don't have, I need to be making more time for yeah, the things. Yeah, I think that's what it was. You just wanted to actually like assess and allocate time. Yeah, Yeah. And so I did, I did continue kind of my time assessment and my time assessment has led me to believe that I need to start cutting things in order to- do what I actually need to do to feel rested and Mm -hmm. successful. And so as I have mentioned, I would like to cut work a little bit more to see if I could do something to find something that I would make similar amounts of money with less time investment. Yep. And so I actually did, I have an idea for that and I was executing a lot of the portions of that this week. So I actually just tried to move towards that. Yeah. More. Towards that bigger goal. hmm yeah. yeah. So I took little steps and little actions to try and set up, you know, my personal business and, and whatnot. So that was really, I, I think it was a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, not, not quite as like super fulfilling because you're mm-hmm. not doing relaxing. You're still exactly. kind of grinding but you're grinding towards a lesser grind in the future. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like more time
0: investment, putting more like chips in the system so that overall long-term there will be less chips used. Right. So initial investments, but I think it was successful. So I feel proud of it. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could break us off a piece, we're going to return to talking about why is behavior change so hard. But first we just wanted to review really quickly what were the things last week that we said that did make behavior change so hard.
1: Yeah, so last week we talked about how a lot of times we're motivated by negative emotions, which is not a great way to start change. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we talked about how our brains literally just are wired for laziness. They they don't like change. They want to do take the easy route and that involves habits and sometimes that means our bad habits. Right. Um we talked about how we tend to not make true commitments. We don't always actually just legitimately commit to what we're going to do we just kind of broadly say stuff yeah we don't have a smart goal right yeah and that was yeah that was the next part we aren't specific or we do just try to change too much like we're not breaking it down to tiny little things Mm -hmm. or we set a goal that's so big Mm -hmm. that or or we try to set like 12 goals Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we just isn't realistic and then the other thing that we had talked about was how we sometimes neglect our toolbox or we forget to even have one or that we need one like we don't Look into what it actually takes to make that change. There are a lot of steps that are required before yep. we start to just do the thing.
0: Right. And my kind of add-ons to that were that you need to have, one, the time available. So you may not even be able to access the goal that you are thinking of doing yet. You need to make the time for it first. So the, the goal is like, I don't know, eating better but then you need to make time to be able to go to the grocery store, for right. example. So the first thing would be then cutting down. The first goal is actually a pre-goal. Yes. Yeah. And you need to make sure that you're meeting your pre-goals before you do your regular goal. Right. And, you know, I think that that's a really underrated thing.
1: Yeah. I think even – I mean, talking about even this 50th episode podcast, look at how many pre-goals we had to set before we could even
0: start mm-hmm. this. We had
1: to first – Figure out what kind of equipment we need. What Mm -hmm. all does it actually require to do a podcast? How Mm -hmm. does this equipment work? How do we actually record and edit?
0: How How do do we we then get it
1: onto all these platforms? Yeah. How do we not sound like one giant fart?
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. There was a lot of pre-goals before the actual goal could start
0: happening, before we could actually start making content. Yeah, absolutely. And you need to remember the pre-work that goes into, you don't just achieve the thing. It's- right. A lot of little steps. There's a lot of little steps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the next piece is a lot of times we get trapped by our thinking errors or our cognitive distortions. Mm-hmm. So trying to change a behavior often leads us into that all or nothing thinking. You know, I'm going to change – I'm going to charge into this change and if I fail, that means I just can't do it. Or I didn't do it today, so I'm done. I failed. You know,
0: we right. – again, it's that all or nothing kind of thinking often where right. – I ate a cupcake and now I'm just going to eat a mountain of pizza because I fucked my diet. Yeah, I didn't eat healthy or I didn't exercise today, so I might as well not exercise this week because it didn't really happen. That black or white, Mm -hmm. all or none, cognitive error, cognitive distortion is what we call that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it really just traps us into a no-win situation when we get into those thinking patterns because, let's again, like we said, the odds of us monta- maintaining that momentum consistently just isn't good. We're always going to have lapses. We're always going to have fallbacks and struggles. So, you know, if we instead say, all right, I fell off the horse. Let's get back on, right? Right, right. <laughs> that kind of thought process is going to actually help us get to our goal, whereas being like, well, fuck, I guess this horse is untrainable.
0: Like, yeah. All, all done from here yep black or white will mm-hmm. make you just give up n- yeah give up and forecasting too, future forecasting yes. like yeah. i'll never be able to do it because this is gonna go wrong this is gonna go wrong this is gonna go, go wrong that's a cognitive distortion that can really prevent you from meeting your goals yeah definitely so have
1: self-compassion with yourself and acknowledge that just because you don't always do the thing or that maybe today you didn't make a step towards that or maybe this whole week you really fucked off on it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't dust yourself back off and still make small progress. Mm-hmm. Hey, this tortoise is slow as fuck, but I'm I'm gonna make tiny little steps. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, just keep making those tiny steps. I, and I talk to my clients a lot about like even if you change something by twenty percent, not a hundred percent, twenty percent is still statistically significant. Oh right? yeah, it's I did still that. gonna mm-hmm. make a difference in terms of how your daily life goes. So. Yeah even remember even the small changes they add up and so even if you ate one less cupcake even if you took a five minute longer walk even Mm -hmm. if it's something super super small that is going to be a big difference right so that's okay yeah
1: i think i see a lot of times when people are trying to like quit smoking before just trying to cold turkey it you know they try to they wean themselves to a little less a little less a little less and Mm -hmm. each of those things is taking you towards that direction yeah. if most of the people who cold turkey it
0: end up it's hard for them to stay yeah on it. Yeah. yeah
1: whereas i think the people who gradually reduce their amount of nicotine mm-hmm. and then eventually quit yep i feel like they tend to have a little bit more success in the long run
0: right right it's and i mean one cigarette a day less is seven cigarettes a day Or seven cigarettes a week less, which your body is really going to appreciate. Yeah. I mean, just one single one. Yep. I mean, so it matters and your body starts to heal itself as soon as you decrease, as soon as you decrease. So remember, your body wants to be healthy. Your mind wants to be healthy. So these little changes will grab hold. You just got to not shit on them for not being perfect.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And like we've said kind of in other things, another part of this is we just underestimate the process. Yep. Change is never just one thing. It's a lot of those connected little things. It's sustained change. It, it doesn't happen all at once. It's all those tiny little pieces put together that make the big puzzle.
0: I am personally notorious for underestimating time <laughs> that it takes because I feel like I move quickly on yeah. behavior change personally. And so I'll be like, yeah, it'll take me a week. And I just fucking... We blow past that I, it takes way more time than what i think it does i, yeah. I don't underestimate the amount of steps or the difficulty of the you process just think you can run the
1: steps yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and it's like no
1: it'll be fast <laughs> i get it. i think that comes from your mountain mover mentality like you're like fuck this mountain i can move it <laughs> yeah <laughs> which hey and it will time, take me...
0: sometimes you get <laughs> like <laughs> yeah right and it will take me 20 minutes and <laughs> yeah people, it's like okay that's a little, a little unrealistic extra, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah,
1: our long-term behavior changes really do involve a lot of steps. And it is easy to fool ourselves into believing that the process is quick or simple. Yeah, yeah. Again, sometimes the, the simple thing as even drinking an extra cup of water a day can take an average of two months before it becomes a consistent habitual behavior. Absolutely, it can. So in other words, set your SMART goal. Try to be consistent with it for as many months as you can, even when you fall off, get back on. And then once you feel like you are actually being consistent, then you can set a new smart goal towards that bigger goal. But one one tiny little change at a time and let yourself take the time to let that sink in before
0: jumping to the next. Right. The next reason why it's so hard to change a behavior is we forget that failure is a given it's it's not the the old phrase failure is not an option you should think of it more of failure is one of the only options (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen you're going you're going to fail when you try to change a behavior and failure is actually i talk to my clients a lot about this it's a super super useful learning tool yeah and i don't even like to label it as failure it's just data collection right you're learning what worked and what didn't work And so thank God you learned what didn't work. Now you don't have to waste your time on this anymore, but you have to fail in order to learn. There's no way around it. You're going to fail at your behavior change. And that's okay. That's how you tailor things to be more effective for you.
1: Yeah. So when we start to learn to treat those setbacks as collecting data, we start to, to use that as more of an information gathering instead of beating ourselves up you're going to have a better chance of actually succeeding. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, well, shit, this is why I fell off this last time. Mm -hmm. So again, you analyze what went wrong or why it didn't quite work the way you wanted it to work. And what does that mean you have to do differently this time to make it work a little better or smoother?
0: Yeah, I really do think that if you examine with curiosity your failures instead of judgment, Mm -hmm. that can be an incredibly helpful tool for behavior change. And I think people who are less self-critical have an easier time with behavior change because they recognize faster that it needs to happen. And then when they suck at something, they're less likely to take it to heart and have those long downturns in mood mm-hmm. that would prevent further movement. I also wanted to add that one big reason I think that people don't do behavior changes is just overthinking it. Mm. I hear, I like, yeah people just be talking, talking, talking. <laughs> <laughs> that like I hear that a lot. I don't know what that is, but it like clients, friends, family, it's just I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk. And I remember, I don't know if huh, I, I don't know if this is a pseudoscience study, so I don't wanna quote it, for example, but I remember reading something a while ago that sometimes people get a little dopamine hit when they just talk about
1: mm, doing something positive. That and makes so that's sense. reward
0: in and it of itself. Yeah. And so it's like fantasy, like they just kind of like fantasize
1: about it for a minute. Like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And I think a a lot of times at the end of the day, people talk about behavior change, but I don't know that they really want to. I think there's a desire. The majority, I think, does not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think, and that's okay. Like, that's that's totally fine. I think there are, not everybody, I mean, some people really want to change and it's just really hard, Mm -hmm. but I think there are a lot of people too that, you know, talk the talk and don't walk the walk because they don't have the desire to they don't have the motivation to and it's not really bothering them that much at this time so they know what they should say to kind of like signal to others oh i'm a good person or oh i you know i value this or i care about this thing but i think in the end of the day talk is cheap yeah and sometimes people just don't want to and that's okay like uh, not wanting to and Not having the desire and not having the motivation is a perfectly fine reason to not change your behavior, but be honest with yourself and be honest with the other people around you. Yeah, be
1: honest with your loved ones. I mean, if you want to blow some smoke up random stranger's ass, that's fine, but at least your loved ones be a little honest with like, yeah, no, like I would love to be able to do that, but it's not realistic right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. I, I will tell you that is like the quickest way to turn me off as a person is just like, Blabbling about something you're gonna do and never actually doing it, I just find that so like, there's something about that that drives me bonkers. <laughs> I just it's just bonkers <laughs> sauce. I just like, I think maybe it's because uh, I've been in lines of work before where I listen to people talk about changing all day and then never actually do anything about anything. Yeah, and I find that that behavior can ultimately be harmful to other people. So yeah. I see it I think I see it less as a benign thing and more as like, well, this could be harmful if you keep doing it this way. Yeah. And so in my head so I think I subconsciously kinda of connected to the domestic
1: violence stuff. I hear you. You know, where yeah, where I hear it's, you. they're always saying all the wonderful, lovely things to try to keep you hooked, but behaviorally mm-hmm. they're still pulling the bull crap and then they just Anytime you're about to leave, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, then then they say the
0: flowery shit to to keep you there. Right. So yes, exactly. So there's a bunch of reasons why behavior change is actually legitimately hard. But then there's also some things that if you're looking for it not from a yourself, I'm right. changing a behavior perspective. If you're watching
1: somebody else. But if you're looking yeah, if you're looking at
0: somebody else. There is also sometimes not actual motivation to do it. Yeah, there's ulterior motives sometimes for people to walk, to to talk the talk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I always think that's like interesting because I think that somebody could listen to this episode or the previous episode and think, well, I'm not having trouble changing my behavior, but I see so and so having trouble changing their behavior. And we want you to not to assume that they're actually motivated to do that (laughs) they may not be motivated to do that right so you can't this is more for a like why is it internal yes this is more for
1: you to internalize yourself and what you need and to be empathetic towards yourself right you don't need to be empathetic towards the other person yeah
0: (laughs) not necessarily not in in that aspect not if it's been over and over exactly because you don't know what their own stages of change are so yeah i just thought about that i was like you know i'm gonna just throw that one in there as a caveat. I like that. No, I think that's an important uh,
1: differentiation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because
0: <laughs> I, I hear it, particularly women for whatever reason they listen to these kinds of self help things, and they're like, "Well, this is why my, yeah,
1: you know, piece
0: this- of crap friend isn't doing what I need them to be doing." Right. It's like, well, you're assuming a lot positive on the front end about them having desires motivation. and motivation
1: yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> they may not it may be that like sometimes behavior change is so hard to change because you don't want to and also you're getting rewarded for the shitty behaviors right so yeah yep why would you change it it doesn't it's not interesting or appealing to you because you are still getting cookies for the bad thing yep and there are no consequences Meh. So there's a reason, too. The darker side of the reason. Yeah. Welcome to the dark side. (laughs) I I will. You can always trust me to bring that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's relevant and it needs to be. I I think sometimes the light side doesn't necessarily understand or interpret that dark side. So it's got to be expressed on both
0: levels. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll I'll always bring the other side around. (laughs) Uh, Only a Sith deals in absolutes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do some of the science and statistics say about behavior change? I really liked this part that you did here, actually.
1: Yeah. So I, we've all heard that statement that it takes 21 days to form a habit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that and I've even had clients say that. And I'm like, yeah. And I just kind of, uh-huh. No, like, sure. Generally, okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. apparently that timeline came from a plastic surgeon in the 1960s who wrote a book called Psycho-Cybernetics. Mm. And Sounds in, made up, right? <laughs> and in there, he talked about how he observed a patient to take about twenty-one days to get used to seeing their new face. Oh, and similar. Similarly, uh, when a patient had like an arm or leg amputated, he noticed that that patient would still kind of have s- sense the phantom limb for about twenty-one days before adjusting to the new situation. Mm-hmm. And he further noticed that it took himself about twenty-one days when he wanted to form a new habit. So in the book he wrote. These and many other commonly observed phenomenon tend to show that it requires a minimum of about 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. So from there, anecdotal, yeah, from there in our like game of telephone, we were like, oh, 21 to 30 days and your habit has changed. (laughs) You know, dangerous life lesson. Mm -hmm. If enough people say it enough times, people start to believe it.
0: Yep, absolutely. And it, <laughs> and it was totally just based on somebody's observational experience.
1: Yeah. And with one particular thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. That's not a behavior change. That is literally adjusting to a new face or a missing limb. Like right. that's a whole another ball of wax, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Behavior change and new face, different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real different. Real yeah. different. Real different. Yeah. I, I personally have noticed that it takes longer than 21 days a hundred percent been my experience with clients at least
1: definitely i agree and there was a study that examined the habits um it was kind of a smaller study it was only 93 people and it they but they found on average it took way more than two months before a new behavior became automatic and it was 60 say 66 days on average Ooh, um but it took anywhere from 18 to
0: 254 Wow, I could see that. I could completely, completely see that. Because it depends on what behavior you're it, talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. The different behaviors that they were taking on, how difficult that behavior was, what mm-hmm. ha- what what was cut versus what was added. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I could see it even being like, if this is a if you've never seen an example of the behavior that you're trying to change, mm-hmm. then it could take longer. If you re- were raised in a family system where the behavior didn't exist. That could take longer. If you have trauma history, that could take longer. There are probably a lot of mediating and moderating variables for wh- how long a behavior change will actually take an individual. So, this 21 days thing is like so unrealistic yeah. for
1: almost everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a single person who legitimately has a consistent, maintained behavior change mm-hmm. after a month. No, I don't. I mean, I. I can't. I can't. Yeah. No, I've, you've seen me fall off this meditation wagon twenty one times yeah. like, <laughs> every other month. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, sure, you might be able to maintain it for the month, but the next month you might not. Then, right. therefore, it's not a consistent change. Right.
0: Yeah. I tend. To, I tend to <laughs> certainly operate in small bursts. Yeah. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Burst energy. Yeah. I had a lot of. I have a lot of medical professionals that will repeat this to me. So I don't know if it's like a like a medical community thing. I'm not sure, but. I never knew where it came from. Well, and yeah, I like
1: I said, I've heard it from a lot of professionals as well and a lot of clients and, you know, they try to use it to motivate themselves. So I'm not about to be like, actually, <laughs> like I'm like, sure, yeah, you know, keep it up as long, you know, keep doing that for, you know, month. Maybe you'll notice. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> you know, I don't want to just shoot down their <laughs> balloon, but right. Because on one end, it did say 18 days. Right. It's so the low end of the spectrum. Right. Sure. sure. But.
1: Yeah, I have heard it quoted a lot, and it's interesting where it actually came from. And again, in that quote, he says a minimum,
0: right, right, right. And he also wasn't presenting it as scientific evidence. He was just like, "This is what I noticed," and then people were like, "That's it. That's the truth. This is the thing." Reality. Medical doctor said it. (laughs) Medical doctor who's a male said it. It's (laughs) that's it. Second part. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's real now. There was another study that examined habits regarding like smoking, physical activity, alcohol consumption, and diet among like 5,404 Canadians mm-hmm. that were like 50 years or older. And they received a diagnosis of like a really chronic illness, like heart disease, cancer, yeah. stroke, respiratory disease, diabetes, something serious. Mm-hmm. But the results showed that even after being diagnosed with that kind of a disease or condition, and after being counseled by healthcare professionals and life on lifestyle modifications to change their condition, most of those people did not make the lifestyle adjustments to their to alter their condition. Oh yeah, Mo- most of them were
0: like, "Nah, I'm I'm just gonna die." Yeah, I believe that one hundred million percent. I was actually just talking to. Oh, we'll say this person is a very good friend of mine who is a healthcare provider who was having a really hard week because they just essentially saw somebody get a lung removed Mm -hmm. and you know they were counseled to stop smoking about a year ago and then they didn't and they have cancer in the other lung now so i mean it's just that is a thing it is that hard it is that hard to change a behavior
1: yeah even in the face of death You're still
0: willing. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 that's, That's the reality of how difficult change is. Yeah, exactly. So when you are able to change something small, kudos to you, my dudes. Right. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself little celebrations. Yeah. You've really done something major. Another review of 129 behavior change studies discovered that the least effective change strategies hinged on fear and regret. So here's the evidence that trying to change due to something negative isn't effective for consistent change. And I would say too. So I want to say that they they found this with some of the. Um, oh God, do you remember those old do don't do draw do, Oh my God don't do drugs commercials. I'm like, do drugs? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a fun commercial. (laughs) Clearly, I did not get the message from those commercials. There were these old commercials. Like the D.A.R.E. campaign kind of stuff? Yeah. Sure. I remember one in particular. (laughs) One of my friends and I reference this all the time. (laughs) There was one where there was a kid who was... I don't know if he had maybe snorted cocaine or something before class. And he comes in. It's like implied that he's snorting cocaine before he's in class. He okay. comes into class. He sits down and he's like taking this test. Okay. Which, first of all, you'd be amped taking that test. He's oh, like shit. way too calm for <laughs> for what he had just done. Media representations
1: of what the drugs look like are always off, I feel yeah, like. He, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> dude, but he looked real calm taking this test and he's taking the test and all of a sudden his nose starts to bleed and like a little drop of blood hits the paper and then uh-huh. a couple more drops of blood hit the paper. And then he's like, before you know it, he's holding his nose and there's blood trying to like fall out of his nose. Pool out of his nose. Yeah. Sure. And then the the ad campaign, there's a text box that pops up and it's like, do you still feel in control? <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like, don't do drugs. Right. And that's a ad campaign that was focused largely on inspiring fear or those Mm. Those ones that would show some sort of like negative medical image after yeah. use of like meth or something like that. So what they found- or like the images of the lungs,
1: yes. you know, with
0: some of the different drugs and smoking and- Yes. Mm-hmm. And what they find is that people will actually just turn the channel because they're like, I don't want to look at this. This is too upsetting. This is yeah, too scary. this is scary. too dark. Yeah. And I want to get away from this. So it actually has the opposite effect <laughs> that people end up trying to avoid the messaging. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to inspire somebody to change their behavior, based on fear or negative messaging they will actually cognitively intentionally avoid it yeah just turn it down yeah i mean <laughs> like you know those damn sarah mclaughlin commercials oh the, my god i hate those the arms <laughs> <of> the angels <laughs> so you're like ah the sad dogs do that- no yeah, don't, don't yeah. show me that i don't have the money to pay for yeah and then you're like i gotta get the fuck out of here and you're yes, like changing yes. the commercials you trying to get out of there as fast as you can that's not an effective ad campaign because no. you're not going to get audience engagement you know that no. doesn't it doesn't create a cognitive change you you want to create a block or an avoidance strategy against it and so that's just another kind that's of that's a point. good
1: example i really like that so if you're an ad campaign person who makes things maybe you should show the benefits of your product and yeah. not the
0: problems of not. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the, just a really quick kind of talk about one of the solutions that we use a lot as social workers, psychologists, just therapists in general, to help people facilitate behavior change, we actually try to stay more in the positive yeah. area of talking about why the behavior change is beneficial. Right. So we use a strategy called motivational interviewing. Yes, yes. We could do a whole episode on that. We uh, probably should. We should do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Somebody write that down. So whoever's bias. keeping track of this shit, <laughs> <laughs> is anybody listening, please tell us. We actually do have a couple of people who send us what that we ran said. It. Yeah, yeah. Which, I appreciate you guys so yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you, our loyal fans. So I think one of the things that we do is motivational interviewing, and we usually review something called Darn Cats with Patients. Their desire for making the behavior change, the abilities that they have to do so, the reasons that they want to make it, and why they need to. And then we talk about their committed actions they've taken. So, CA. Right. Um, the timeline for doing it. And I can't remember what S is. I can't remember either. I was, I can I, usually I can never just do remember darn. all the darn actions.
1: All the darn acronyms. <laughs> uh.
0: Yes. But what we focus on is how would you feel if you did do this? Right. What positive would happen? What would you like to avoid that's negative now? Yeah. How would it change to help you in the future? And look at what you've already done mm-hmm. and look at how good that has felt to do and what,
1: what yes. you've know what
0: you gained thus far from the small steps that you've taken. Right. And when you did do it before, how did that feel and how did your life change and how is it different? So we right. – try to say we can actually facilitate behavior change. Behavior change is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. But we can facilitate it by focusing on the reasons that you really need to do it, how good it feels. I mean, sometimes we use that
1: even just with resistant clients, like, you know, working in the prison system. Not everybody wants to come to therapy, but they're forced. I know, right? Those poor teens, (laughs) half the time, those bastards don't want to be there, but they're forced to be there. And so you actually just have to use
0: this interviewing literally just to get somebody to engage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) It's just to even get them to, yeah, and that's going back to using open-ended questions and reflections to help them engage with you in any real way yeah Yeah. but so we don't want to paint the picture that you can't it's just that you have to focus on different things in order to do so right and again focusing on the positive
1: you're going to have a better outcome than focusing on the negatives and the death and destruction of not right (laughs) right right it's easy to get caught up in that it is It is. I mean, clearly, to some degree, that sells. You know, look at our media. The only things they want to share are all the terrible stories. They don't tell Mm -hmm. us the uplifting stories that are happening because the fear, to some degree, does sell. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's clickbait. I mean, really, is what it is. Yeah. 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 So based on what we're talking about today, what do we want to do? I'm already thinking about something that I want to do now, but you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, tell me what your thing is. So- I want to be more aware of when I have done something successfully in the past, and I want to pull on that in order to help myself with behavior change. So I'm thinking of when I'm doing really well with – I feel a lot better when I'm doing well with an exercise, stretching, and nutrition routine. It's Mm -hmm. really important for me personally to feel like I'm taking care of my body. If I don't feel like that I'm doing that, I do not feel good mentally. And I have had times in my life where I've done a really, really good job at that for a couple of years at a time. And I think that that could be something that would motivate me or spur me forward if I were to really engage with how did I feel when I woke up in those mornings? Right. What did I feel when I went to bed at night? How did I feel emotionally at that time? How did I feel when I was wearing clothes? How did I feel when I was outside the house? Mm -hmm. And how were my relationships looking? And I could say that those things were greatly improved with those behavior changes. And so that would be real motivation for me if I could keep that at the forefront.
1: Right. Keep the focus on, on again, the motivation to why you want
0: to do it and how it felt when when you have. Yeah, exactly. And I could keep the forefront motivation by journaling about it, by talking about it, by looking at old pictures, by whatever, right?
1: Mm, but yeah. that could
0: help me. Because I'm comparing me to me then. I'm not comparing me to somebody. And that's the other
1: trick I think that
0: we haven't quite touched on is the comparing me to me.
1: You're in your your own race. Right. This this is not a competition. So much of our culture is based in competition and it's bullshit. It's all fake. There is no real fucking competition with anybody. Your only competition is with yourself. Yeah. Because all you're getting to see from that other person is their successes. They're not going to... You don't get to see the real deal with most everybody else. So when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you're always going to feel
0: disappointed in what you've done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. What about you? What are you thinking for your behavior change? Well, I kind of, I want to
1: keep that SMART goal of trying to do twice a week, 10 to 15 minutes, considering that last week I had a little bit more time and this week I don't. You know, I, I want to try to maintain that. But I, I also like reflecting on the motivation aspect and reflecting on how good it felt to like to bake again and to do mm. a little something just because I wanted to do it, not because I felt like I obligation to complete a task. Yeah. So I want to I want to try to maintain the goal that I set last week, that SMART goal. But I want to also just use the motivation and reflection that you're talking about to help me <laughs> right <laughs> do that because I I can definitely see I get caught up in all the, the things that I think are must do's and have to's, which right. really aren't half the time.
0: Right. I hear you. I hear you. So, you got a joke for me this week? <laughs> I just had to like quick Google one. I'm not going to lie. Guys. Okay, awesome. Do it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: yeah. Why did the football coach go to the bank? I don't know. To get his quarterback. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> it's so
0: like I, said, I just Googled it. I'm sorry. It's the
1: first one. I, normally I sort through them and try to find one that really hits.
0: Okay. I'll do I'll do something kind of related to behavior change. Ooh, okay. My partner said that I should do some lunges to stay in shape. I wasn't motivated because that would be such a big step forward. <laughs>
1: I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, you did yeah. a better job.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't remember what it was, so I had to like re Google it too because I didn't write it down. I was like, it was something about lunges. Oh, <laughs> but anyway. you did the advanced. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I did. Yeah, advanced Google search. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I hadn't. I I had used my joke from last week last time, so I didn't have one prepared like <laughs> I normally do. That's okay. That's it's okay. What happens. Hey, hey, yeah. I was proud for preparing and like digging through literally all of our text messages to find out when i asked you i can't believe you did that that took me a decent amount of time (laughs) i also like made me reflect on some of the crazy spooky ooky experiences we've had and talked about and shared oh yeah oh really yeah like there's been a few things that we were like oh dude this thing happened and we both like what oh yeah oh my god remember the clock thing the clock thing, yeah. one time there was, uh, the first time I saged my house, like I had just deep cleaned my whole house yeah. and there was a small handprint on my mirror. And Ew. It, yeah. Yeah. And I had already cleaned that mirror. Like nobody put that handprint there.
0: Ew. Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, we need a, we, we really do need a p- part two of haunted therapy. <laughs> yeah. So our initial bonding was definitely on the spooky. Yeah. We're, <laughs> like,
0: we're like, let's tell each other ghost stories. Yeah. Anyway, guys, well, thanks so much for tuning into our podcast this week. We are so delighted to have you. And yeah,
1: thank you for listening. Yeah. We really
0: appreciate you guys. We do. And remember, please do subscribe or follow our podcast because it helps our numbers. Yes. Rate right and review us too if you're interested. If you have some good things to say hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: If you don't, then go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry
0: about it then. Don't worry about it. If you have
1: nothing nice to say, then don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all.
0: Exactly. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, well, thanks again for tuning in and we will catch you next week thanks bye bye